Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama, the penultimate to the penultimate penultimate episode, Survivor 43. But Jared, first, the big news, you predicted a Vikings loss in New England on Thanksgiving. You pulled that one out. Yeah, I'm always happy to be wrong uh, about, yeah, when I predict a Minnesota sports team will lose, but uh, I was indeed wrong. And uh, I will say at various points throughout the game, most of the game, I did think we were going to lose, but... uh, Strong showing in the fourth quarter. And here we sit, nine and two, back positive point differential on the season. Although when you let Mac Jones look like a potential Pro Bowl QB, yeah, don't know if that's a Super Bowl winning defense for us there. <sighs> Drew Brees in his prime or Mac Jones out there. Hard to tell the difference. It's the, it's the same thing. Um, but I think people probably came here for Vikings talk, but we're going to swerve a little bit and switch to Survivor here. Yeah, usually we save it to the end, but... Um, well, I- it was it was such big news that I it was forget it. it was and it was it. Uh, a classic classic Jared blunder with the the failed prediction too. So we got to get that out. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So this episode was an episode of Survivor. I think is a, is a fair another fair description. one. Yeah. This is they're really really Survivoring lately. So I my main thoughts. I enjoyed it. There were a couple moments that helped kind of push it above, but there were a couple other components that even though the worst outcome didn't happen, definitely had the potential for horrible, horrible things to happen. And just some in- interesting mechanics on this new advantage and choose your champion. What do you think of the name? Choose your champion. Oh, I love the name. Okay. Yeah, just a ridiculous name, but it sounds amazing. Yes, yes. Um, that was the final seven with that choice was was interesting, given how much you know how it it's basically automatic double immunity, no matter how you swing it. Um, but as always, we get ahead of ourselves, so we'll get there eventually. Uh, swinging back to the post mortem after the after the after I can talk after the Noel vote, Sammy realizes he's in a tough spot. He and Owen voted wrong. Owen, who will later state, has voted incorrectly every vote to now, at least <laughs> post-merge, which is got to be so frustrating to be to literally still be in the game and not be able to get a vote correct. He's pissed off and frustrated, and I do not blame him one bit. No, it's it's not even that he's playing bad. That's the thing. You know, yeah. Like, you can tell when someone is a bad player, and Owen's not a bad player. He's had some bad breaks and maybe, yeah, got himself into like the wrong situation or like working with kind of shaky people. But yeah, not not a great showing for him, uh, especially post-merge as far as the votes go. Yeah, yeah. You'd like to not go over. On, on the votes and he did break the streak this week um 
but but still that it seemed like that was a pretty just done and done cemented vote at that point but still yeah an over five whatever over seven actually because there's five in the jury over whatever the number is i'm not gonna do the math right now whatever the number is you don't want to be oh for whatever that number um so owen gabler though gabler once again showing a more awareness than people us included have been giving him credit for he goes right up to owen tries to talk to him says i've got a plan get you to the end owen is like nah dude basically like screw you i'm just like done with this and gabler to his credit doesn't try to push he just pushes a little bit but then does back off and he sees owen as i guess a wounded animal in the survivor sense that he needs something or someone to help him out to get him further in the game and gabler is thinking i can be that guy we can work together to do this and a gabler win is looking less and less absurd i, I still think it's a long shot but before i was like a gabler win would be cool because of how fun and funny it would be but he's doing some work where maybe it'd be deserved it could be yeah uh so i was i was watching with chris and mary tonight and uh our please, please pepper in any any notable or interesting or hot takes they have yes if there well, are none there are none but if there are any please please throw them in when, when they come up they are uh so they're in a fantasy league together. Um, and Mary is heavily invested in Gabler. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Mary is like fully, fully on board, hoping for the Gabler win. And uh, yeah, we've we've thought that he was kind of a, a clownish type um, cast member at times. But ever since the vote where Ellie was like, Hey, this is what you get for trusting Gabler. And we realized like, well, yeah, I mean, it went, that went pretty well for everyone who trusted him. Like ever since that moment, slowly it's, it's been like affirmed that like Gabler is actually playing a, a fairly solid game and like people want to work with him. I, I think that's probably Owen's best option here. I mean, it seems like it's, it's mutually beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. And after this unanimous vote, it will be fun to see how the, how the groups break down because Owen doesn't really have somebody, but at the final six, you know, I mean, maybe he could be seen as the easy vote, but could also be the time when people, are looking to break apart from their their hit partner, if you will, that they want to be able to separate themselves from, you know, Cody and Cody and Jesse might want to say, I need to break away so I can own this game at the end, not be next to him. Carla and Cassidy could be the same. And we got Owen and Gabler just kind of hanging out in the proverbial, proverbial middle there. It, there could be some fireworks here. And, and thanks. And on the backs of Owen and Gabler, potentially. Yeah, I'm... Gosh, I'm trying to think of a final three that would that they would both like. Well, we'll, we'll talk final six yeah. at the end. Yeah. So keep that in mind and we'll we'll talk through it. Um, but Sammy, 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 Sammy trying to uh, he does try, try to kind of psych himself back up. But they showed his kind of back home package. And this is episode 11 of 13. And to me, that was like, oh, 
So he's probably going home tonight then is kind of what I thought when I saw that because it felt so weird to have one after not having one for so long. That they were, It kind of keyed me in that maybe this was his, his night to go. Um, wish it wasn't, but such is life. But so he talks to Carla, who he admitted to voting for at the last tribal because um, he tried to blame it, on, blame it on Gabler in a very half-hearted attempt. And it was like, nobody believes this. So why not just come clean, tell us Carla um, that he thought she was the plan and some half-assed excuse of, oh, I, I thought you had an idol, so you were going to be safe anyway if you played it. And then Noel was going to go home anyway, which don't know if anyone believed it, but it was, he, was, he was giving it a shot. So so kudos to that. And then Carla asked, asked Sammy where he first heard her name. And number one rule of Survivor and in life, to build trust, lie is apparently what you're supposed to do. Uh, he just says, oh, it's from Cassidy. Carla's number one ally. And I don't know if, if Sammy made an educated guess or just thought, screw it. I'm just going to try to soak, which he said he wants to create some chaos. And I don't know if using her number one partner was the right way to go. It turned out to be the right way to go because Carla did get in her head. Oh, I told Cassidy about my idol. Maybe she's, she's, she's kind of letting that leak to everyone else that could be used against me. So, so I don't, maybe I can't trust Sammy, but what he's saying is believable because of this. So I think, Sammy got lucky about that is how I read it. But yeah, I, I, I love him just swinging for the fences right there. Like if he really does believe he's on the outs and he's one of possibly the next to go anyway, just why not just go big, go, go big for it. Yeah. So uh, when, when Carla asked him that question, I mean, we can talk about who would have been the right choice to say and, yeah, kind of results-based thinking uh, was maybe the best play, but like the execution is what stuck with me here because she asked him the question, what, like who, who was the first person you heard my name from? And like just the telltale sign of a sure lie coming up is when you repeat what they asked you where you're like, huh, who was the person who I heard your name from? Just to like give yourself the time to think about what your answer is going to be. And he, uh, yeah, Mary and I looked at each other. We were like, that, that did not go well. Especially so, when that should be an easy answer. Yeah. It's not like she's asking for something specific that Cassidy said that he that he actually would have to think back on. Yep. It was just a name of a person. There's only five people that he, if, that he could have said. And if it happened, then you would definitely not have any delays in thinking about that. Yes. Uh, yes. In, yeah. Unless you want to play it off like you're not, you may not like this, but but then it would have to be Cassidy anyway, because that's the only person you could say it about. But yeah, that was. Not the smoothest moment for our dearest pet cremator, but uh, it worked. It worked to a degree, and so good for him on, on the effort. It, al- it almost worked for him. Um, and then the next day, a boat shows up. No, no Jeff, just a boat, some guy. And he just gives them a note, tells them there's an advantage hidden in the jungle. Go. is basically all it says. Off to the races. 
So that they're going through, they're looking, they're digging through the trees, through the brush, through the bushes, through this, that, and everything else. All the while, there's just a little envelope or piece of parchment in a little sack just tied to a tree, and nobody sees it. Playing a little fast and loose with the word hidden. Sure. Although, could it be so <laughs> obvious? Th- I think the fact was that, one, given what the advantage ends up being, it has to be found. Well, yeah. Um, I, when Well, when they showed it there, I was like, oh, so they want this to be found like immediately, like in three minutes. Yes. And then I think it, I think this is the one this is what we've asked Survivor to do is so they have all these things where at the final whatever this happens, the final this that happens. And then Jeff always says, expect the unexpected when as soon as you start planning for the game, it flips. I think this was a moment where they went back to that. They say hidden in the jungle. Their minds are probably so laser focused on something actually being hidden somewhere. They're never even considering that something's just going to be right out in the open, right there for them to find without any effort at all. That's my only reasoning that I can come up with for why they took. I do want to know how long it took. I, I really want to know the exact number of minutes or hours from the moment they got they started off looking to the time when Cody found it to see how long that was. Cause I'm, I'm very curious about that. I'm sure someone will ask Cody whenever his game ends, how long it took, but that's what I really want to know. What would your guess be? I have one in my head. I'm going to say like 45 minutes. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like 30 to 45 minute range, probably 45. Yeah, the one thing is that they were talking about just giving up, but I don't. You wouldn't do that after such a short time. But I can't imagine with with how much time they end up spending at that one tree. I can't imagine it was much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, too, like they kept walking by it, and I was like, "Did they both see it?" And they just don't want the other person to know that they saw it, so they're like trying to be discreet and act like they still don't know where it is or what, but yeah. And then eventually Cody's talking to, I think Gabler, and then he just turns and just looks at the tree and even still, it didn't look like, yeah, it didn't look like he got it. And I know he tried to play it cool, but I think you can tell the moment when he realizes what he's seen. So I do think he looked at it without realizing it at first. Um, So he finds it, he gets it. And this is the choose your champion advantage, a brand brand new one. So it allows him to place a bet on one player at the upcoming immunity challenge. If that player wins, so does Cody. And it does tell him what the challenge is. It's the last gasp. Now, Jared, this is if someone describes this challenge, you're everyone's going to say, oh, of course, I know that challenge, right? It's a very famous challenge. Wouldn't you say? I would say how many times prior to this? Do you think it, it's been played in Survivor? I'm probably the wrong person to ask this question because I've seen every season multiple times recently. So I'm going to go like four. This was the fourth time. Okay. So it was Palau, Micronesia, and Karamoan. According to Rob Sester, you know, I'm going to trust that as, as being correct. But I like his point was like everyone agrees this is a classic challenge and it's been used four out of 43 seasons. 
I feel like it would have been higher by maybe two or three more. But it is it is interesting on how these certain challenges get these reputations and then it's not used all that often. It's memorable. Looks brutal. Looks yeah. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. I would be out so fast in this. Um, <laughs> Mary, Mary asked me, she's like, Jared, how, how do you think you do? I said, first out easily. As soon as that water goes over my head, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Yep. Um, I feel like this is one that you could kind of makeshift yourself. You, you probably have to do it like in a pool and just kind of and not do the rising water. But I feel like you could find a way to do this yourself at home and test it out. Maybe. Yeah. Or find some way to do it. I, it's not yeah. just somebody holding your breath. Cause you can do the, like the mouth or the, the hand um, snorkel type thing, which has become the strategy. Yeah. Uh, we didn't see a lot of that though. Did we, it was, no, we did. I mean, at least between Carla and Cody. <sighs> Okay, maybe I was not as focused like on how they were doing it. I remembered more of like just the holding your breath while the swell came up and then like waiting out the swells. Right, that that does happen. But then when the tide rises, you, there's no waiting it out. You, you got to find a way to breathe. Okay, yeah. Because eventually the tide will rise then. and the yeah. water level is just going to be above your head. Yeah, okay. So then, then he's got to figure out who to who to pick, and he he so he picks Owen, which we see. Um, couple of th- or a few things with this. One, did you like that they revealed who he before learning the full mechanics of it? Did you like that they showed us right away who he voted for or picked? Yeah, I didn't mind that part. I was I was definitely hoping they did not tell the people who he picked, like. Like I was hoping they wouldn't tell the contestants who we picked ahead of time. That would have been the worst. But yeah, I didn't mind. I didn't mind that they told us. So then do you think for this particular challenge, do you have a strategy of how, of who you would pick? Cause I feel like this, I feel like they picked a good challenge to do this on because they don't want to make it too easy, but they want to have, I feel like they want to give you like a fighting chance to try to try yeah. to think through and figure it out. But I think they picked a really good challenge to, to do this on. Yeah. Well, two points about that. So Chris and I thought that Owen was a terrible pick. Like we didn't, we didn't really understand why uh, Cody picked Owen. And then after it was over and it was like pre-tribal, people seem to think that like Cody definitely got it right. So either he told them or it was like an, or Owen was like an obvious guess from what they knew about him there. I, I save that. Cause I want to, I want to get to that after the challenge. Cause that's a couple in- interesting points, but yes, I, I do think that obviously Cody's got more info than we do, of course, but yeah, I had no idea on based on what we've seen on who I would have picked in this we, challenge. We thought, we thought like Gabler might have some crazy survival type techniques, like, but it uh, that didn't happen. No, nope, he was first out. But yeah, I might have gone Gabler myself. I don't, I don't know. I might have ended up with Owen just because I wouldn't have thought 
too confidently about anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cody, Cody probably would have been my favorite, but I mean, Cody, yeah, according to Cody, was the, was the favorite. Yeah. That'd be such, a, such an arrogant move. <laughs> no I'll, upside. I'll pick myself. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of upside, this is an all upside advantage, though. What did you think of that? There's, that there's no downside. If you're wrong, you're just you're just vulnerable like you like you would be anyway. I I don't hate it. Yeah. I it's like it makes it more simple a little bit, which sometimes I feel like they need. I think we get so used to all these advantages to and and twist these recent these new seasons to having some like negative effect. And I was thinking about that. I was wondering what they could do. Like lose losing your vote is kind of the default. But that's that would be extreme for final seven. I think I, w- I would hate that. Um, but I don't know what else there could be. There's really no like social capital loss because who's going to be offended if you, don't, if you don't pick them to win this challenge, especially when your pick doesn't affect them at all. So it, it'd be tough to find a negative effect that would mean something while also not being over the top. So I, I was found in that sense that there was no, no negative aspect to it. But it, it just it was just interesting that they finally went that route where there's no downside for to Cody for this whatsoever. I did make a joke um, when they got that note from the boat uh, that it could have been the knowledge is power edge. That did cross my mind <laughs> before before he read it. It I was like. If this is that stupid knowledge is power, I'm going to scream. <laughs> yeah. So uh, for what it could have been, I mean, yeah, the fact there's no downside for it, I don't really mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the next part, though, which Probes reveals, this part I hated. So so Probes, so so Cody gives Jeff the advantage before the challenge starts. He explains it, and as it should be, Jeff does not reveal it right away. Who? who Cody's pick was, but he also says that unless Cody chooses to tell people, they won't know if Cody got it right or not until after the votes have been cast. It almost doesn't matter who Cody picked at seven people. They're not going to risk voting for Cody. He's immune either way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, didn't think about that part that may be a, a slight flaw yes they i feel like they they have to know at some point even if you tell them right before the votes are going to be cast throw a last minute wrench in their plans if they say oh by the way cody's immune or oh by the way cody's vulnerable whatever you want to do or tell them i think you should tell them at the challenge right away tell them whether or not cody got it right if there's more numbers if they do is that say like the first vote of the merge then more okay with it because you can you can try to do a split vote plan at that point. But with this one, final seven, last chance for shot in the dark, I think. The final seven, final six. Either way, one of the last chances for shot in the dark, if not the last. No one's gonna risk a split vote on on a 50-50 on what amounts in your mind is not 50-50, but it's gonna feel like a 50-50 shot that your vote is just going to be completely wasted. And then basically Cody has pick of who goes home. Yes. Yep. 
did not think about that. So uh, to be fair, though, uh, they've been playing the season like they don't know if Cody has an idol or not, which we don't know. So maybe that's why uh, we're it's I guess it's like a roundabout way of saying like we we discussed tonight when we were, when we were watching it that like there's been no heat on Jesse or Cody the whole season and like they've been kind of running it so yep it like in a way this advantage here is like a microcosm of the season where it's like sure like Cody could have gotten it right. We're just not going to vote for him. And that's kind of, that seems like it's how the season has gone where like, there's good reasons to vote for Cody, but it's, uh, no, it's not going to vote for him this week. <laughs> that's, that's a good, that's a good point. Good comparison. I mean, the, the idols are weird because the only one we know for sure that nobody knows about is Jesse's that he got from Dwight from Janine. Yeah. And and I actually, we don't even know if Cody even has his idol anymore. Or again, as far as we know, Jesse still has it. Yeah, still has not been confirmed. Uh, when's the last time you can use those? Uh, five. Five, yeah, because you don't have to get through a pure vote anymore because the fire making. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if Jesse... <laughs> I'll, I'll get into this in a second. Jesse, who is as close to a villain as we have this season, if he wants to go true villain, he can just keep Cody's idol and he, and he's good to final four. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I would, I can't, I would I can't like to see points. it happen just because I'd want to see how he plays it. If he makes it to final, the final three, how he would play it. Cause that's a, that's a huge betrayal for Cody on how he would play it off. But I also want one of those two to win. So I kind of want him not to do it. So they can maybe both make it far, have one, at least one of them go. But that could be a, a, a big decision for Jesse to make next episode or one of the next two, depending on how the immunity shake out. Um, but the challenge itself was, was pretty, pretty good. Because the challenge isn't usually exciting to watch because they're hanging out in water. Now, it, it is pretty cool when you can tell they're, they're struggling and finding a ridiculous ways to still get air and breathe while the water is literally covering them the entire time until Owen and Carla just outlast the tide. They beat the water. Yeah. It, that was also kind of cool, but I feel like it's a flaw in how the challenge was set up. Yeah. So I, I get the, I get the feeling that, I feel like it would have to be the case. They never expected it to go nearly three hours. And I don't know if the if they timed the tide and it was then in a different time than they, than they thought it was going to be. But yeah, this it's a rare procedural miss on a challenge set up by production. Because I feel like there are challenges like the Christian and um, Alec challenge from from david versus goliath like the six hour one that i mean that's just like straight willpower eventually someone's going to give out even if it takes six eight ten twelve hours the palau challenge in the on the water buoy 
someone's going to give out eventually. But this one is predicated on the water being an obstacle to make it harder for you. So it does it does seem odd, and I'm sure someone's going to ask Probe at some point how they plan this out, if they miscalculated or if the tide was different than what the charts or or estimation showed, whatever it might be. Um, or maybe they maybe just thought, you know, no one's going to go nearly three hours on this, so so we're fine. They might have given themselves an hour cushion and still were off. But it was a really cool moment because anytime you can, you can say someone beat the water, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's we've kind of said all along. I mean, I don't know how how strong like a physical group this is, but it seems like a very strong final seven um, just for overall like quality of player. And um, yeah, it was nice to uh, to see them, I guess, like not prove what we thought all along, but um, as a group, this reflected well on them. This the challenge, yeah. How so? Like that, this group was the one to beat the, to beat the challenge. Oh, oh, the first oh time. okay, okay. I, I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, but yeah, so so probes eventually once once the tide starts going down. I kind of want him to say, "All right, guys, tides going down. They'll come back up. We're here for the long haul." Um, that would have been way more epic. But I feel like that would have throwing a huge wrench in their plans probably because I feel like at that point Carla and Owen could have stuck it out at least until the next high tide which I don't know how many hours that would be um so he says you guys both win immunity you're both both safe which then by extension extension means Cody is for sure safe now there's only three people or there are three people who are immune only four out of seven can be voted for which I was not thrilled about Yep, that is where I started to have a little, little bit of panic, just knowing that three people were safe and how many idols were out there. The, the, the good thing is that there are three idols. Carla, who's already immune, has one of them. Cody, I'm just going to say, has one of them, who's also immune. So two of the three more than likely were not going to be played. Because at this point in the game, it you've got it's got to be a, a ballsy move to play your idol for somebody else. So I, I felt pretty confident that two at least would not be played, but there's always that fear in the back of your head when the numbers get that small that things are gonna go wonky. And there's also the shot in the dark, which does get played eventually or ultimately tonight. Fail once again. The O for Street continues on the shot in the dark. Love love to see that. Except this time I didn't love to see it. Um, would they have just revoted for for the other three then? If Sammy's, if Sammy's, because they were, they were, everyone voted for Sammy. There was not one vote for anyone else. Uh, I hope that's what they would have done, but I could have seen them going to rocks. Just immediate to rocks. Maybe. I feel like they'd have I to think they would have I think they would have done another vote. I feel like they'd have to do at least one vote. Yeah, because they don't they don't want it going to rocks, really. Like production might. Although well, I think that uh, they, they'd want to go they'd want to go to rocks 
by them by the players choosing to go to rocks yeah not by the show forcing them i think yeah yeah because then it's like that's the ultimate like wrong place wrong time you're gone yes and I, i i would hope that in that situation they would know that if everyone votes for one person and that person plays their shot in the dark and is, is successful that it goes straight to rocks I, I hope they would know that and somebody would throw some other vote somewhere yeah to prevent that yep well fortunately we don't know how they would have <laughs> how they would have done it yes so now with only four players able to be voted for um it's and and owen who felt like it would have been an easy target or could have been an easy target. He's safe. So it feels like a Cassidy versus Sammy vote is coming up. And that's exactly what, what it t- comes out to be. Cassidy pitches Sammy. Um, Carla's not opposed, but Sammy's still in her head. She's worried Cassidy could start blabbing about her idol and that people could try to target her because of the idol. Um, can't she really trust Cassidy, any- Cassidy anymore? Um, so she goes to Sammy, who's thrilled, of course, but he's still not completely sure he can trust that this is the, this is the plan. Um, but they go, they go around talking to everybody. Everyone's on board for the Cassidy vote with Jesse. I, I really, this was so cool. Jesse's idea of what he wanted to do. I loved, I wish this, is, this could have come to fruition, but unfortunately it's not meant to be. So Jesse isn't so sure that, Cassidy's the right vote. He's he's thinking if Carla is voting for Cassidy, maybe Cassidy is not as important to Carla's endgame as they previously thought. So she's not as much of a threat to the other to their group. And if she's working with Sammy now, maybe Sammy take is taking her place. And that and so he's more of a threat now. And so he talks to Owen um, about voting out Sammy, but still having Carla vote for Cassidy. And then leaving them both in the game and let them just go go at each other after camp. That would have been that would have been my favorite move of the season for yep. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have. We haven't seen like a lot of creativity. Um, that would have been it. Yes, I don't know because usually you you see that oh we can't vote for this person so we'll vote out their right hand. It's weak, you know, weak in that person. I don't know if I've seen this. Not that I can, not that I can remember at least. I don't think I've seen this plan proposed before. Like this specific plan, like let's get someone to vote for their ally, their closest ally, while leaving both players in the game. I yep. love it. I love it. Yep, that would have been awesome. <sighs> Jesse, he's. Uh, I don't want to cheer for him to win because it seems obvious, but he's pretty good. Just because it's obvious doesn't make it wrong. Yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, how obvious was a Wendell win in Ghost Island? I mean, 50-50 given. Well, <laughs> well, oh, wait, I mean, it was, it was him or Dom and it was very obvious it was one of those two. Yeah. 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 Similar situation here, maybe. Maybe a few more viable options this season. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Um, and then he also makes a good point that Sammy hasn't really been an immunity. He's an immunity loser, as he calls him. <laughs> he's always he's always out early. And Cassidy's proven that she can win immunity. So an- another reason um, 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. That, that's Cody. That's Cody to Jesse and why they should vote out vote out Cassidy mm-hmm. instead of Sammy. Um, Where do you think the Patrick Mahomes impression falls on the list? I mean, that was a pretty unathletic throw. So I think that's a that's a point to, to Cody's argument. Probably, yeah, solidifies the not so much a physical threat. Although we did get a picture of, of Sammy in a football uniform. Now, that doesn't mean anything necessarily, but yeah, these plays a sport. <laughs> Probably not quarterback, but yes. I would hope not. Unless they just run the triple option all day. I hope not even that. You think Sammy? Do you think Sammy could run the triple option effectively? No, 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 <laughs> no. He couldn't. Definitely plays on defense. Fair enough. Who, who of who's left? Who would run the triple option the best? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Jesse. I'd say Cody. Gosh, Cody. Cody feels like a free safety to me. That wasn't the question. It was if they're they're quarterback and triple option. Who's running triple the best? Option. I'll go Jesse then. I think Cody might try to keep the ball too often, though. He might try to steal the glory for himself. Yeah. But just imagine Cody, Jesse at, at halfback, and Sammy at fullback. I'd pay to see. Be nice. It. See It'd be it. nice. So we go into... Um, Oh, the last thing before getting the travel council. Again, they probably didn't show it because there was nothing to it, but we didn't see anybody address Cody here. They didn't even ask him. So, hey, who'd you vote? Who'd you vote for? Did you get it right? At least show us how he played it off. Unless they're just assuming that he got it right or they're going to or they're going to vote as if he got it right. And they just said there's no point in even discussing it. He's, he's either not going to tell us or he's going to say, oh, yeah, I, I picked Owen or I picked Carla. And then you have no way to, to prove it one way or the other. But, but I, I would have liked to see him at least address it. This is what was, you mean by 20 we, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. When you said we should come back to this later, I'm guessing this is what you meant by like. When I when I said. Uh, it seemed like they all knew who Sammy pick or who cody picked but yeah like we never saw him tell them yeah see i I don't think it i don't think it mattered who he picked i think he could have picked gabler and they would have just assumed he picked they would they would have worked as if he had assuming he had picked carla or owen yeah okay it just it'd be just too much of a risk even if they thought oh there's no he no way he picked owen or carla it's too much of a risk to and it did. I mean, to be fair, I feel like for the entertainment, Cody was the wrong person to get this advantage because he wasn't the target anyway. Like, like if Sammy had gotten it, that would have been really interesting. The main target, but there's a good chance he's he's immune or a decent chance he's immune. Then what do you do? That would have been more fun. Yeah. But even still, I think the flaw, the advantage is not knowing because just it just hamstrings. They have implied immunity anyway. Um, yeah, but- just one one tweak though. Um, yeah, to when they tell you if he got it right or not, and yeah, I just, think it's I think it's at, pretty good. Yeah, tell him at the end of the challenge. Say, how, by the way, let's see who who Cody voted for. But that'll I'm, I'm, we'll see if that comes back. I feel like it might. It's it's simple enough. It probably will. 
I mean, the name's too good to get rid of it. <laughs> I like that. So we get to Tribal Council, and I didn't know who they were gonna who they were gonna be targeting. I, I honestly was not sure. And then Sammy just tells everyone he's playing a shot in the dark, which was an interesting choice. Now, yeah, what- yeah, I I'll let you continue. Give me your reasoning why it was interesting. I just think unless unless it had proven to be a bluff and he was trying to get people off his name, I feel like you just don't want to show your show your cards too early in travel council with whatever you're gonna be doing. Yeah. See, I I think it was the right choice because like I mean, what's the benefit of not telling them? Like that you get to pick who goes if they all vote for you. I I guess it I guess it kind of depends on how confident he felt in what he's what he'd been told that day. That if he thought they were all gonna vote for him anyway, then he, he should just then yeah, then he then he could say it and then either not play it as a bluff or play it and they either vote for him anyway and he loses or they vote for him anyway and he picks who goes home. I don't know. I just, I guess I'm maybe talking myself more into it was the right play. Because if he did believe them, they probably wouldn't play it. But the, anyway, the way Carla reacted, that made me think, oh, okay, they're voting for Sammy. I, I thought that was the dumbest thing any of them have done in a long time. Like if I, if I knew I was on the way out and I had a, on good authority that all the votes were coming my way, and then I said, yep, I'm just going to announce that I'm, play in my shot in the dark and like we'll see if that changes anything with the other people and then they're like oh why would you do that why would you play your shot in the dark i like i no one's gonna vote for you you should you should just not play it like if i was sammy there like that would dissuade me from voting at the end for all the people who said that to me it's <laughs> like you think i'm stupid like you you think i'm that dumb yeah, because you can try to swing in light, like tr- try to, because Carla says like, oh, that, that, you know, shows distrust in the people that you're working with. Try to, sw- try to, if you want to address it, you, you can't go about it that way. You got to say, Sammy, you're, you're good. We talked about this. You're good. But do what you got to do. Like you got to, you got to find that line, but don't do what she did. That was bad. It was a, it was the worst social mood she, move she's made all season by a mile. And then Jesse kind of piggybacked on it, which I wasn't thrilled to see. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad he wasn't the first to to bring it up. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was interesting to to see because um, that was just yeah, it was just it was just a very very unforced error to address it in that manner. Yeah. Like, what's the? I mean, I just don't get what they gain by saying that. Like there, so I mean, they think there's still a chance he won't play it. Then, I guess, like, oh gosh, that seems like a a high risk, low reward move. Yeah, because if he's gonna play it, it's because he doesn't fully trust the plan or what he was told is the plan. And then you're saying by playing that, you're not trusting the plan. It's like exactly that's yeah. exactly <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. 
Yep. And yeah. and then then his comeback was fine. He was like, "Yes, if what I was told was true, then we're good. But if it's not true, and I had an and I had an out and I didn't take it, I'm not going to be able to live with that." Great point and, by and, him. <laughs> yep. And and was this the last time to play play shot in the dark? That's what they said. Yeah, because yeah. that that also makes sense too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what? I'm first surprised off, he was the only one who played it or or considered playing it. Yeah, if I was Cassidy, I definitely would have thought about it too. But did she already use someone already used theirs? No, everyone who's used it has gone home. Um, no, yeah. that, I think that was the first time it was used this season. It's been mentioned before. Okay, but I think that was the first time it's been used. Man, has it been on that many seasons already? Then it's been oh. three. Gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I probably would have considered it if I was Cassidy then too. Yeah. I'm, I was surprised it didn't come up at all for, with her. Seven seems like kind of an arbitrary number for final shot in the dark. I mean, like five is idle. Six is legacy. Seven is shot in the dark. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm lost with how they pick some of this stuff. Everything should be done in like final seven. Just make them get, yeah. this has been, been a thing. Make them get through a round or two of pure voting. Don't give them any outs. Yeah. Or, or they can win immunity. They yeah. got to win immunity or social game, strategic game to get yourself through to the next vote. At least one, at least one. But We've harped on that plenty over the over the seasons yep. here. Um, so Sammy does play a shot in the dark, not safe once again, and he's voted out unanimously. We mentioned this earlier. Nobody threw a vote anywhere else. <sighs> Seems like a bad decision. If I'm Cassidy, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm throwing a vote at at Cody or Jesse. You you I I I was shocked that she didn't. Yep. She, uh, there's a lot of people that did not help their final game. Uh, yeah, today it was, this was a lot, a lot used the phrase earlier, but a lot of unforced errors. Yeah. Cause I, I would, I would love to hear actually each of their, I mean, maybe, maybe not Cody Owen or Carla cause they weren't, weren't really, they weren't, they weren't in danger, but the, the other three, um, Jesse, Cassidy, and, and, and Gabler, on why one of them didn't vote elsewhere. Like, unless you're just going to say, I can't risk throwing a vote on somebody unnecessarily and having to deal with back at camp. But at the same time, the final seven, you, you have to, you're playing for yourself. If Sammy's safe, his one vote is yeah, deciding who goes home. And if you're going to get mad at him for telling you he's using his shot in the dark, at least do something with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know there's a one in six chance that he's going to be immune. So, I mean, one yep. vote on yeah. someone else. And on that, I think I'm completely swung. I, I do now like that he put it out, out in the ether beforehand. Because he could have swung a vote or two to get someone. I mean, it wouldn't have mattered in this case, but if they don't communicate and multiple people say, oh, I'm going to throw an extra vote towards Cassie just in case. And enough people think the same 
the same thought. Maybe it could have worked. But our, our dear 19-year-old Sammy is, is out. And I love that as he leaves, he invites everybody to Vegas. But he's two years away from being able to do any of the fun stuff in Vegas. <laughs> Can confirm. Only time Wait. I've been to Vegas was when I was 19. <laughs> Which they don't know. But so maybe he's just keeping up the facade through and through to, to the end. That would that was, be amazing. I thought that was hilarious. He invites them all to Vegas. He's like, but I'll see you at the hotel. Yeah. Yep. Solid. He said something about a Tesla and his mom not liking electric cars. Oh, that was the solid. final words where he says, <laughs> yeah. yeah, a million bucks for a 19 year old probably wouldn't have gone to a, a great place. I'm really into Teslas these days. My mom doesn't like electric cars. So it's probably worked out better for both of us. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, that that was good. I know. I think I think Sammy sailed himself really well for for a teenager. You know, yeah. nineteen, still a teenager. That I especially nineteen year old boy, nineteen year old guy. Yeah, you. That's uh, you get thrown out into that kind of situation at even early twenties. And we, I mean, there have been how many survivors who said, "Oh, I wish I would have gone when I was 26, 27, 28 rather than twenty two, and He's out there as one of the youngest ones, and he he did super well. Just not only in gameplay, but just like holding it together, because that's got to be such such a tough mental experience. Because like, even if I went out there now, as as at thirty two, I've never done anything like that. But I have enough life experience where like I can draw and stuff to like get through it. Thirteen years ago. I would have been, I would have gone, I would have, I would have left the game almost certainly. Yep. And from even like reading the bios before the season, he was one of the ones that I thought was like most at risk of once they got past the challenge, like the team challenge phase um, of just being an early boot. And it turns out he wasn't even a good challenge player, <laughs> but <laughs> that, the classic physical threat just by looks who then can't do, do shit in the challenges. Word yeah. Up. <laughs> love war dog but so bad at challenges uh, yep how are you so bad the throwing uh, the throwing one the throwing the, challenge is just the throwing one was just phenomenal this is now two mentions of war dog we've had on the podcast this season and arguably uh, too low yeah oh i i would i would confirm too low yes so we're at the final six now so we've got carla and cassidy jesse and cody and owen and gabler I am seeing wins for five of these six that I would not be upset about at this point. Is Cassidy the one who you would kind of... 100%. Yeah. Just because from what we've seen, what what has she done that, that's, that's a winner's game? Well, she's playing the same game as Carla, according to both of them. Now, Carla hasn't had a... She was a phenomenal pre-merge, but she's kind of leveled off post-merge, I, I think. Yeah. And this was, wasn't a great episode for her. But, but Cassidy, I, I don't think she's a bad player. They just haven't shown us anything she's done that would lead us to believe... Like She doesn't really have an underdog story like Marianne had last year. She had that narrative going even though her big moves came very near the end, like at this exact point, almost she had a story to tell that the show could tell and did tell 
there's nothing like that for Cassie. There's no there's no narrative or overarching storyline for her. So she, she would have to do something epic both next week and in the finale. But I really don't like it when the winner just does their thing at the end. Because it's not like that you can even look back and, and be like, oh, I can see socially how she did this, this, and this. Like, not, not ragging on Michelle Fitzgerald's win. I like her a lot. I think she's a very good player. I would vote for Aubrey. That's something Michelle is great. She she dominated socially the entire game. And you and you saw that. Because that was her game. Yep. There's and nothing, she won a bunch of challenges, too. Yes, at the right yeah. time. But she was always good in challenges. There's nothing like that for Cassidy. Yeah. For everybody else, there's there's something you can point to. Yep. Um, I mean, even Gabler, like we said, even Gabler's got a, str- a strategic story at this point that you can point to, which I never would have thought I, I would say that say those words from the first few episodes. Yeah. If uh, if Cassidy like got some steam going next episode, she it kind of it feel like a Brett, you know. Feel like uh, who's Brett from? <laughs> uh, it's not Mike Tyson. He's Brett. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. So I'm with you. I don't think nothing in the edit, nothing in the gameplay that I w- that would get me excited about a, a Cassidy win. So. And he, even in challenges, she's good at challenges, but she hasn't gone on some awesome like immunity run she's won one which is still one more than we've won combined (laughs) yep but but still Uh, one win isn't really impressive in in like uh i should win the game type of way so we'll see we'll see but i i still think jesse's got to be the favorite but i think cody is right there yep i think Definitely top two uh, odds. Odds. You're the odds guy. You're going to do this I'll every go, episode. Um, ooh, it's going to be tough. Thinking on the spot here. I'll go like plus one eighty for Jesse. Plus two hundred for Cody. And then maybe like 400 for Carla and the, <laughs> the field <laughs> for Gabler, Owen, and Cassidy. I don't know. Um, not that they don't have a shot, but. But I, I do think those three probably need to go to the end with each other. Definitely. Yeah, I was. That's kind of what I was hoping we could talk yeah. about too. Because people, I feel like people always say, "Oh, well, if these two go, maybe they'll siphon votes from each other." But say, like Owen goes to the final with Cody and Jesse, sure, they siphon votes from each other, but <laughs> Owen still doesn't get any. It's not like they're going from Cody to <laughs> Owen; they'd be going from Cody to Jesse or Jesse to Jesse to Cody. The only cool thing for Owen is if he goes to the final with those two and he picks who wins. <laughs> That's yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Gabler, Owen Cassidy. If I mean this, it's now or never for them. Like they got to figure out a way to get one of the other three out of the game. Yep. 
Yeah. It's going to be tough. It will be, but like considering they all have an idol. Oh yeah. Yeah. All three of the people you need to get out (laughs) all have protection. Yeah. That'd be crazy if they did like a three way vote split or something. I, yeah, it's, it might take something like that though. And honestly, if you're going to win this season and you're not one of those three, you you probably need that at this point. Yeah. Cause like, I, I hope Jesse and Cody don't get cute with their end game and don't think they need, need to do some big bombastic out of left field move. Unless well, Jesse, count- Jesse has the biggest move in the game. He, uh, he hasn't used his idol. Remember that's how Marianne won. You just got, you just got to reveal that correctly. <laughs> just- it's all in the moment. I just can't get over that. I'll mention it every time. I can't get over it. That was her biggest move. Although I always read that as not that she didn't play it, that no one knew she had it in a I season know, where, where everyone knew everything. I get it. I get it. But it's all, it's all in the reveal. Jeremy Collins revealing he, he was waiting on a birth of a kid back home. It's all in the reveal. This is true. But yeah, I, I do see Cody and Jesse voting each other out. That wouldn't qualify as like a big out of left field move. It would qualify as a, I'm going to cement my win in this game by doing that. That would be kind of their big move. They don't need to do anything else. And I, I hope they realize that, that they go the, the Domin Wendell route. Like we're in this to the end, but if we need to come for each other, we come for each other. And I, I do kind of hope it actually comes down to how that happened with them with Dom and Wendell, where one goes to the final. Or wait, no, they... Oh, no, Dom, Dom won the final immunity, right? And then and then picked Angela, or, or picked Laurel, and had Angela uh, and Wendell go to go to fire. Yes, yeah, yes. Dom definitely won it because he was thinking about taking Wendell to fire and giving up immunity. Yes, which... So I, I think that's probably how, how it's... Either that's how it's going to go, or it's going to be Jesse and Cody in fire to see who wins the game. Yeah. Seems to be the most likely scenario. A lot can happen, and who knows what kind of dumb twist they'll throw our way next week. But I feel good. I feel good about the end game. I feel very good about the season as a whole. I think unless Cassidy wins without doing anything spectacular, this is easily going to be the best of the new era of survivor like without question so i'm i'm rare i'm ready to in two weeks stamp this as a as a good season of survivor once again yeah there's there's a lot of game left to be played correct i could see i could see some cool things happening that would produce a good winner i i'm not gonna go there in my head with all the really stupid scenarios that I could see producing a less than exciting winner, but they're out there. Um, so yeah, we'll <sighs> hold my breath. All right, Jared, before we sign off, because unless you have anything else on this episode, Nope. I want your thoughts on how Australian survivor is revealing their cast for heroes versus villains. It's incredible. So first of all, 
their heroes versus villains cast is half returnees, half new players. Yeah. Which should be fans versus favorites, of course. Mm. Because one, how do you cast a new player as a villain? Hilarious. <laughs> Just hilarious. I love that. Though. I love it. It's uh. it's terrific. But what they're doing is they're announcing the cast one or two per night on Mondays and Tuesdays and ad breaks of various Aussie reality TV shows. So they, so usually they're on like multiple nights per week. So they'll do the Monday episode. They'll do two players Tuesday. They'll do, they'll do two players as well. But if there's like a double episode of one of those shows, they, they just do one player on, on that night. It's, it's, it's bananas how they're doing it. And they don't always announce on social media from the same accounts. So you have to like go hunting for where it's coming from. It's, <laughs> it's incredible. It it's absolute bananas. Like it went from the official Aussie survivor account to like the network account back to the Aussie, the, uh, the survivor account. It's, it's great. It's amazing. I love what they're doing because this fits perfectly with just how chaotic that show is. What do you think about how they're doing that? Just without knowing the players or the or the or the production, just in a vacuum, how that how they're doing that. Uh, I could see myself personally really enjoying it, and at the same time, it would also uh, reinforce that Australian Survivor is just inferior to regular traditional American Survivor because they it's just a dumpster fire um wrong it's the second best <laughs> of this of this of survivors right now i know i know how you feel but the thing right is now. if you know australian survivor this fits in perfectly it makes complete sense that they're doing it this way okay but like just imagine the chaos of like survivor twitter if you just see probes twice a week announcing just a, a, a survivor icon and then some random, <laughs> random author as a villain. Uh, yeah. Yep. Russell Hans and Brett. So this would be like Russell Hans and Steve Johnson from Iowa. <laughs> oh, oh, cool. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> just, just some no-name farmers. Just, I just, it's just a villain for some reason. If I had more background, I think I would, I would enjoy the idea of it a lot more. Like one of the villains that they've announced is um, a former Miss Australia, I believe, to make sure that that she's on the villain tribe. <laughs> Miss us, the representative of the country. Yep, villains. Yep, <laughs> the villains. It's it's so perfect. But I will say that they're. The cast that they have revealed of the returnees has been A plus so far. Absolute dynamite. So I'm loving that. I cannot wait for for Jill or for January. Oh, they announced another villain, a news anchor who hasn't played before. Got a lot of those here in the United States. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> uh yeah um, we don't need to go down that road <laughs> no we don't but uh i personally i mean the the only like super unique reveal 
of a cast I saw was the second chance reveal, which it's hard to imagine anything topping that in in my mind. That I I it's it's between that and the current Aussie Heroes Villains announcement, but for very different reasons. The the current Australian one is just hilarious because it's just so messy, but in like a it's messy in a very fine-tuned way, which is just perfect. The 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 um second chance casting announcement was just like massive hype levels. You had all of the all of the cast members, even the ones who weren't gonna go there in attendance, they're getting on the bus, go straight to the airport to go right there. That was just an electric moment. Even as someone who that was after the first season that I watched live, even I was like, Oh, this this is pretty cool stuff. It's a hard and I would sell love, every week. I would love if they do that again. Hard sell every week. Hard I'd sell. be lying if I said it didn't even come up uh, with Chris and Mary. They, I think they, they are quite interested on, in Australian Survivor. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, I've talked a little bit, a little bit about with both of them on who we want to come back. Some of some people who I really want to see have been announced. Um, once again, I'll pitch you to watch watch that show along with survivor south africa which honestly i would put i would recommend you watch south africa first because it's more of the survivor i think you like then i think i need to see australia first okay either way something just totally like i need something that is going to separate it in my head from what i've seen 43 seasons of fair Fair. I mean, but also, Australian Survivor has two. Look at my rankings. Probably a top five and another top ten, all-time seasons for me. Okay. But yes, it's 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 wild to see the three different shows and be like, oh, this is the same show, but wildly different. Especially, it was never more apparent than in. There was a time where there was like a Survivor Australia season airing concurrently with one of the South Africa seasons. And it was like full on new school, big time challenge Survivor versus like season 12 Survivor at the same time <laughs> in the same year. It was it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I need more season 12. Yes. Yes. Well, as always, I will push you to watch those two international versions because they're terrific for their own own reasons but i think we've rambled on enough about international we will sign off for this episode we've got two more left in survivor 43 headed towards a hopefully big finish we'll see what next week's penultimate episode brings and we will be here as always make sure you are subscribed apple spotify stitcher wherever you listen and follow us on twitter at llama talk pod instagram at talking llama pod for jared sundin this is matt hambidge and we'll see you next time for another scoop of the crispy